Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. host Lorelai, where I talk about all the things that make me curious about metaphysics and all the things. And so here we are. And today, like most of my discussion topics, is not going to have crystals on top of the week. I'm so sorry, everybody. But that's okay. It's still going to be an amazing discussion. And I have back with me one of my favoriteest peoples in the whole wide world, Heather Spencer. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. <laughs> so, okay, what we're going to be talking about today is something that I feel like is very new to me. Is it? It's pretty new to you. It's too. very new to me as well. Yeah. But I as soon as I like learned about it, I got interested real fast. So you dove deep. I dove deep. <laughs> <laughs> she went into it. It was. It's just really interesting. It's very layered and. Um, uh, there's just a lot of information. And so it's a very complex subject. Yeah. So obviously we're not going to be able to cover everything today. But yeah. you know what? That's okay. Because yeah. if you feel like you're drawn to this, then you can go look it up for yourself. Yeah. Well, one, you're going to want to naturally yeah. do it anyway. Totally. Because this... You're probably going to want to look it up while you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, and you know, like this podcast, everything is sort of an introduction, right? We're getting our feet wet into this whole metaphysical realm. And this is just part of it, right? The human design portion of this is like, okay, we're talking about this and we're going to kind of give you the little feet wetting bit and then hopefully open it up for you to look up your own information about human design. Right. And just like anything else, I mean, it's just a piece that if it resonates with you, then and you feel like it can help you lead a better life and you know, make you happier and more fulfilled, then go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Dive deep. Yeah. (laughs) Also, um, you may hear our children playing together downstairs, in which case, um, that's what that sound is. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Little, little children squealing with delight. Couple of three-year-olds. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoying their time together. So there's that. Okay, so human design. So let's start with the history. So what, or or actually, let's discuss what it is. What is human design? Well, um, so everything in this world is made up of energy. Yes. Right? And so human design is basically a chart kind of similar to um, an astrological chart, Mm -hmm. but it has to do with your your own personal energetic body. Mm -hmm. And 
So basically, like, it has to do, like, you, you have to, you, you make a chart and you have to put in, like, your birth time and your birth date and where you were born, very similar to astrology. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the neutrinos that are, like, going through all of the planets and the atmosphere and in through your body and all of this at the moment that you're born, which helps to create your, like, energetic field. And everybody on the planet is different. Right. Like, there's no two same human design charts, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And so all of the, like, you can go on to um, a website called the Jovian Archive, Archive Mm -hmm. joviannarchive.com, and you can make your own human design chart. Yes. Um, And that would actually be easier for you um, to follow along with what you're saying, what we're saying. Yes. If you did that. For free, too, by the way. Yes, it's free. Um, (laughs) But... There's a lot of information all on there just to help you f- navigate all of, you know, human design and to like figure out how to work with the gifts that you've naturally um, mm-hmm. have energetically. Yeah. Um, so you can move through life with much less resistance. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that. So we actually have the Jovian Archive pulled up here. Just to kind of explain a little bit, the human design. So this is a jovianarchive.com forward slash human design forward slash. What is it? What is it? What is it? Okay. The human design system is a synthesis of ancient and modern sciences and has proven to be a valuable tool for human understanding. With human design, you discover what makes makes you different from everyone else. It offers profound insights into your psychology, along with strategies and techniques for making correct decisions and ultimately leading to a life of more ease and fulfillment, just like you said. Yeah. So it has this really cool looking chart, which I wish I could show you guys. Maybe I'll post it on the Facebook site. So the science of differentiation, a human design chart has 26 activations, 13 planetary imprints, nine centers, 36 channels. 64 gates or hexagrams, six lines, and three levels of substructure. So basically, when you look at this chart, you're going to get a little cross-eyed. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) whoa. There's like so much information packed onto this little chart. Like, I've been like diving into this for like a couple of months now. Mm -hmm. And I still, there's still parts of it where I'm like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) What are they even saying? I don't know what that part is. What what is all this? So it takes like a good amount of time to really understand every aspect of it, which is very fascinating, especially if you're trying to gain information and trying to learn more about yourself. Like this is a great way to do that. Right. Because, you know, the onion concept. Exactly. Well, you start out with like the very basic concepts, which we're going to go over. And then like, as you like grasp those, like you start peeling away layers and you're like, oh, what's this part? What's Mm. this part? And you just find more information on how to like integrate this into your life. Yeah. And it's sort of like taking a little load off, if you will. Yeah. You're like, oh God, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it really does. And then when you, when you really start to figure out your own chart, Uh you're just like, oh, that, that sounds like me. And then the work is integrating it into your life. Right. But you know what? It really, it really can make a huge difference. Yeah. I can see that for sure. So it also says it is not built on belief or faith, but as a logical empirical system that offers you the opportunity to experiment with the mechanics and find out if it works for you. 
Once you start experimenting with the knowledge, you may experience changes in your perspective. Over time, this helps you to learn what brings fulfillment. Everyone has a signature or a piece, which is peace, satisfaction, success, or surprise that comes when they are living in accordance with their true nature. A lessening of resistance in the form of anger, frustration, bitterness, or disappointment is the end result. Interesting. Okay, so how how does it work? Oh, and here's what you're talking about with the neutrinos, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in order to understand how the system works, it's important to become familiar with the fundamental concept that forms the foundation of the system. A fundamental aspect of human design is based on what is scientifically known as the neutrino. The neutrino is approximately 100 trillion neutrinos pass through your body every second. And that's for sure science. Right. And so like when you do your chart, that's why you have to have your exact time and location because depending on how all of the planets are aligned at the exact moment of your birth will determine exactly how many neutrinos are passing through you at the moment of your birth. Right. And I've heard (laughs) in some of my research that actually it starts developing, I think it's like eight months or six months, something like that, before you're born. So like the like six months before you're born, while you're in the womb, it starts developing. But then it's most impacted the moment you're born. Right. Well, that makes sense, right? Because right. I kind Just of feel like the... you're being shielded by right. another body. Exactly. And you know, uterus and placenta right. and amniotic fluid. <laughs> I'm an OB nurse over here talking about all the things. So yeah, that would make sense. You know, you have a much larger onslaught of neutrinos exactly at the time of birth. So neutrinos are unusual particles that carry an infinitesimal amount of mass. About three trillion neutrinos and the material information that ca- they carry pass through every square inch of the planet per second. Our sun produces about 70% of all neutrinos that travel through our solar system, with the remaining 30% emitted by other stars in our galaxy and a small amount from the planet Jupiter, which makes sense because it's ginormous. In 2015, the scientists, ooh, that's that's a name, um, Takaki Kajita. Okay, super, (laughs) I'm terrible, I'm so sorry. Super Kamio Kande collaboration. And Arthur B. McDonald. See, I can do the ultra, like, white people names really (laughs) easily. (laughs) Sorry. Well, not necessarily because, you know, Celtic names are really challenging also. That's true. So anyway. American names. American names are real easy for me because that makes makes a lot of I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Sundbury Neutrino Observatory Collaboration were awarded a Nobel Prize for the discovery of neutrino oscillations which shows that neutrinos have mass. Ra-Uruhu, who was the one that I think that discovered human design, published this as the science behind the human design system as early as 1991. And then they have this little excerpt here, neutrino, the muon neutrino and the tau neutrino. They possess an infinitesimally small amount of mass and are manufactured in stars. Three trillion neutrinos penetrate. And that's 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 all they put in there. Three trillion neutrinos penetrate. I'm guessing so, all the know. things, right? Yeah. Since neutrinos have an... 
why do they keep saying infinitesimally? Because it's really not it's easy for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> infinitesimally small amount of mass. As the stream passes through us, it leaves information. It is a stream of information, and within each of us exists particles that connect us to the stream. At the moment of birth. Here we go, Heather. Yep. Here we go. We're just... We're just reaffirming all the things that she has said. Lift trail. (laughs) We're imprinted by the information carried by the neutrino stream via the planets. This imprint is reflected within your human design chart and determines your particular design. This information provides us with the knowledge to understand our nature, potential, and forms of interaction. I'd also just like to say that, you know, just listening to you read that, the part that I, like, makes me all, like, warm and fuzzy is that, like... The, I mean, at all points in time, neutrinos are going through you. Right. But that means that, like, star stuff is going through us. Oh, thank you, Carl Sagan over there. Yes. Oh, I love Carl Sagan, and I love you <laughs> <laughs> for saying that. Right? I mean, it's so cool to think about it that way, though. Yes. No, it absolutely is true. And you know what? It just makes you feel more connected to the universe. It's true. And we are all one. We are all one. Which is one of the first laws of the universe. Same. The law of oneness. The law of one. Which is a whole other topic. Oh, right? yeah. Which, <laughs> that's actually my last my last episode that I did was all on oh, the 12. Really? Yeah, the 12. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know about that because it's not even posted yet for her. She doesn't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the 12 laws of the universe. And that's the that. And, yep, I'm going to be doing a couple of those. Yep. Ooh, loop trail. Here we go. We're moving it on back. So let's talk a little bit about the history of human design. So Ra-Uru-Hu and the history of the human design system. So he was the founder and messenger. Ra was born Alan or Robert Krakauer in Montreal, Canada on April 9th, 1948 and spent his early years there. After he earned a Bachelor's of Arts degree, his career path led him into the business world as an advertising executive, magazine publisher, and media producer. The arts were important to Ra, and he expressed himself as a composer and performer throughout his life. And he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Spielberg, mm. the way he looks. Yeah. He looks like Steven Spielberg. Just just a smidge. I a mean, oh, he I looks... I mean, the hat and glasses. The hat and the glasses and the, the, the facial the hair. hair. Yeah, that reminds me a little bit of him. Anyway, in 1983, he left Canada to travel, eventually finding his way to the island of Ibiza, where he spent years working as a school teacher. Well, that reminds me of that song. Mm-hmm. The Capella and Ibiza. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> in January 1987, he had an unusual mystical experience, followed by an encounter with, quote-unquote, a voice. A voice. a voice. An intelligence far superior to anything he had ever experienced. This encounter lasted for eight days and nights, during which he received a transmission of information, what is known today as the human design system. Dude. That's a serious download right there. I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) Eight days and eight nights of downloading information? Oh my God. Can you imagine the headaches that dude had? The ear ringing? The dizziness? (laughs) Overall fatigue? (laughs) By the way, if you've never, uh, you've probably experienced symptoms of downloading, which is basically you're getting information from Some divine source, spirit, spiritual being. Yes, could be your spirit guide, could be, could be ascended masters. Yeah, could be so many different things. 
but so many different things. either way you get these little symptoms mm-hmm. one of them that's very predominant is headaches mm-hmm. ear, ear ringing. ringing oh the ear ringing which one Especially was it the left ear the left ear is the one that you know one that you know and the right is the one that you don't mm-hmm. yet usually right yeah yeah <laughs> so like if i was doing like a medium read on somebody and their guide came through and i had my ears ringing it would be in my left ear because this is a spiritual being that i am not familiar with gotcha. but if i was getting information from my guide i would hear my left ear ringing wait so right ears when you don't know and left ears what you do know okay got it okay I get it mixed up very, very easily. I'm probably going to ask you again at some point. (laughs) Which one is it again? Because I don't remember it. 1989. After his encounter with the voice, Ra-Uruhu wrote the rave. Rave? Is it Rave? It just says rave. Rave. I think it's Rave, maybe. I Ching. The foundation upon which human design rests and the key to unlocking the code of our genetics. As the oldest of the Chinese classic texts, the I Ching, or Book of Changes, is an ancient divination tool used for over 3,000 years. Oh, there's another episode. I think it's pronounced I Ching. I Ching, thank you. I think. I think that sounds better because I Ching doesn't sound right. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just reading things and, you know... I'm still learning, so forgive me all those out there that are like, really, right now, Lorelai? <laughs> it's okay. We're all learning together. We're all learning together. Ra dedicated the 25 years of his life to the development and teaching of the system around the world. Together with his family, he lived in the United States, Germany, and for most of the time on Ibiza, Spain, where he passed away in March of 2011. He's kind of young. 19. Well, yeah. No, he's kind of young. April 9th, 1948. That's when he was born, right? At five minutes after midnight in Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. He's. We're looking at his chart right now. Yes. We're learning about Ra'uruhu right now. <laughs> okay, so that is that is the history behind it. And that's where it came from. That's where it came from and the guy that made it. So now let's, let's step into the actual human design chart, body graph, and mandala. Or is it Mandala? Mandala. Mandala. So if you haven't gone to the Jovian Archive, I would highly recommend just going there really quick. And you do have to have your time of birth. It is it is important because of all of the things that we've just discussed. But um, if you do have that information, then please go and make your chart really quick because this will all make so much more sense if you can look yes. at a human design chart. I feel kind of bad because I feel like um, there are like there's a lot of people that I've, been talking to about human design they're like well you know what if I was born at home and they don't really have like the exact time of birth and it's like well I know it's been killing me because I really really want to know what my husband is like what his chart is and we have his birth certificate but it's from Virginia and it's like it looks like a credit card and it doesn't it doesn't have his birth time on it and I'm like I want to know. I want to know so bad. You know, and I'm kind of questioning mine because, (laughs) you know, I was born at home. That's true. And so was I. Yeah. And on it, it just says 530. And I'm like, but I kind of feel like that. Were you guys just like eyeballing that Are are we just (laughs) rounding up and be like, well, it was like 527. So we'll just call it 530. Well, but I think the same midwives delivered both of us, didn't they? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't because know. Because mine was 117. Oh, see, 
That's much better. I mean, not that 5.30 isn't a bad time, because 5.30 is a great time. But I'm just kind of questioning it. You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of babies come into the world. And they're hardly ever born hardly on, like, ever. time. Yes. Yeah. Like, hardly ever, like, right on the hour or right on the mid-hour. Yeah. It's like... Oh, okay. Or well, even like the quarter hours, you know, because yes. that would be something that really would be really easy to remember. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm questioning it a little bit. I mean, it is what it is. I'll just be the weirdo, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with being a weirdo. Well, you know, you'll know if what your chart says about you resonates. resonates. That's true. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are the human design chart, body graph, and man- mandala? Man- mandala. This image, which you can't see right now, but you will if you look on the oh, Jovian up, archive. Or or you should post a picture of one on Instagram. On the, yes, on my IG or my Facebook. Yes, yeah. that would be good. This image shows you the uh, Rav. Rave? I mean, you could probably post um, the one of Ra Ruhu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a great idea. Yeah. She's so smart. There you go. She's so smart. So the mandala of the human design system here we can see the synthesis of the esoteric and exoteric systems combined to give a graphical depiction of the forces at work imprinting us and influencing our experience of the world. So the outer, so there's like three rings and then you have your chart in the center. So your chart kind of looks like, you know what it kind of looks like? Because I'm going to make myself even more weird and nerdy. An it looks ultrasound? Like, no. <laughs> I was, I mean, yes, but no, it looks like the Star Trek symbol a little bit. Oh. <laughs> it does. It does, right? Beam me up, Scotty. Yes. Yes. Precisely. Yes. It's just missing the little like loop on the Yeah. Bottom. Yeah. The little, the little indenture, little arc in the center. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We just made ourselves big nerds. Yes. I mean, well, there you go. Here I am. The big weirdo. It's fine. <laughs> I embrace the weirdness. Okay, we're moving forward. The outermost ring is the I Ching, which is the Chinese, uh, that's the book of... Yep, that's the part I don't know yet. I know, it's a lot. It's, <laughs> I haven't it, gotten there yet. Yeah, and then the, the, the second ring going inward is a hexagram, which is like a series of different numbers and colors. And then the third one on the third ring on the inside is the western zodiac so that's all the things that we know like the uh you know pisces yeah scorpio all the, yeah all the zodiac signs. all the zodiac signs and then you have the um the our little star trek symbol with the little human being upper torso and it has the all the different chakra systems and it's kind of placed they're all placed in kind of weird angles or weird it's not the traditional um, seven chakra system. Human design uses a nine chakra system mm. with, um, so this, the different, well, they call them centers. Yes, please go Each over the chakra centers. chakra is considered a center. Mm-hmm. So they're the one on the very top. They're, they're, I'm not sure why they have different shapes, but there doesn't the shape of the center doesn't really mean anything. Okay. Um, so the very top one is called the head center, and its meaning is inspiration. The next one down from that is the Anja center, which has to do with mental consciousness. The next one down, the throat, is has to do with communication and manifestation. 
The next one immediately below the throat is the G center, which deals with love, identity, and direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the heart center, which is a little bit off to the right mm-hmm. of the G center, um, deals with willpower and ego. The center all the way to the on the right side of the graft is the solar plexus, which deals with spirit and emotional consciousness. Um, going into the left in the middle, um, underneath the um, G center, straight underneath the G center, is the um, sacral um, center, and that has to do with vital energy and fertility. The one all the way to the left side of the graph is the splenic center, and that has to do with body consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the one on the very, very bottom in the center is the root, and that has to do with the pressure to do. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see stuff like that where it's like, you know, do and be like working and, you know, black and white pressure to do, reminds me of masculine energy a little bit. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so... Human design uses your birth data to collect your human design chart, your body graph. The body graph is a graphic illustration of the energetic flow within your system, a blueprint for how you operate and interact with the world. Your body graph shows your definition, anything colored in and your openness, anything left white because there's a whole lot of different colors happening in this chart. And the colors are actually very specific to what each meaning is. So the definition comes with a color and openness is white. Yes. So definition reveals who you are and remains consistent throughout your life. So you can't change it. Correct. It's always the same. Your openness is where you are as like where you are susceptible to conditioning and can result in what human design calls the not self. Right. So for me and my design, my not self is anger mm-hmm. and my uh what is it my uh my other thing <laughs> it's not the conditioning part it's the one that strategy. is me my strategy is peace i believe no no form. oh two and form that's right i'm still getting, getting ahead right. of yourself. i'm getting ahead of myself you guys <laughs> So, okay, so I want to go over the defined centers a little bit. Yes. The defined centers in your chart are where you naturally produce energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have energetic gifts in your, you know, energetic field. Mm -hmm. And in these centers, the ones that are defined or colored in, are where you naturally produce energy energy and these are the ones that can't be changed Mm. these are the ones that are activated by the neutrinos that go through you at your time of birth so that's why it can't be changed got it um the undefined centers are the open centers though are the ones that are white on your graph and these are areas that you don't naturally produce your own energy from Mm. and so when you are around other people that have those centers that are defined you can take on those traits about them you can be conditioned you can change however you're not meant to be that way naturally Hmm. and so it's okay if you're like that for a time but then you need to let it go let it go because that's not who you are that's not a part of your energetic body right which speaks to a majority of things but that's Incredibly interesting. Yes, and deconditioning is is another thing in human design that's super important because yes. 
everybody is conditioned and everybody is susceptible to conditioning, be it, you know, from friends, family, society. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all surrounded by, you know, things that have the ability to condition us over time. Right. And, you know, a lot of people hold on to things that don't belong to them because they've been conditioned that society needs you to be this way. You know, society, um, it's, it's faux pas for you to act this way. Mm. Like you need to be this way, but you weren't meant to be this way. Everybody is different for a reason, right? Everybody is, has their own purpose of being here on this earth Mm -hmm. and everybody is designed exactly correct to fulfill that purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you're holding on to things that aren't in your design, then how are you going to get there? Hmm. You need to you have to learn how to decondition yourself from right. what society has conditioned you to be. Yeah, and that was actually in one of my questions too that I didn't quite get it because I wanted to look up a few of things about like, you know, what what do I want to know about this? And so one of the questions that I noticed on a frequently asked question, such as, can we ever speed up the initial seven year deconditioning time? And I was like, what is conditioning? What's deconditioning? Why does it take seven years? <laughs> because it's hard work. Yeah. And because, you know, most people that, I mean, I, I suppose you don't have to like be into human design to decondition yourself. Yeah. I mean, I feel like deconditioning is a part of a lot of different like spiritual practices. I mean, they talk about it in a lot of different things, but I mean, it's hard work, dude. It's really hard work because it's, it's, you know, people come to these realizations, you know, later in life for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like stuff that like a seven year old or a 10 year old or you know, unless they're like brought up maybe with it, but um, for the most part, I feel like people come to it late in life. And by that time they have a whole life's worth of conditioning on their backs. Yeah. You know, that takes time and effort. (laughs) I wish I found out about this stuff when I was 20. So if you're 20 and listening to this, I applaud you. You are amazing. You are going to be like the next leader of the free world. Well, I'm really excited (laughs) for the next generation because it's like, okay, so, you know, I have young kids. You of young kids well Mm -hmm. I'm gonna support my children in fulfilling you know you know I've made my my kids design chart Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna raise them helping to support them to live their you know yeah supporting those systems yeah Yeah. exactly and so I'm just so excited to see what the next generation does if they're brought up the way that they should be yeah they're gonna obviously not everybody but yeah but the more the merrier yeah well being able to you know, claim their own personal power and yeah. understand what is working for them and what let go of what doesn't. Dude, that's huge. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> I'm still having issues with that. And, uh-huh. You know, me too. Well, into my 30s, like it's <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, so let's see. Understanding your chart provides you with simple tools, starting with the essential strategy of your type and authority. Your chart shows which of the four types you are and combined with your personal authority determines the strategy for making the right decisions. Once you begin to grasp the information within your own human design, you come to realize the power of your mind and how heavily your decisions have been influenced by your conditioning, like you said. So 
with time and knowledge and by experimenting with the strategies of human design will show you, you'll discover how the process of deconditioning makes a tremendous difference to the experience of your life. So now let's talk about personality versus design. So personality is the calculated at the moment of birth, conscious access and who you think you are. And this is, uh, there are two calculations used to generate your human design chart personality, which is the black column in the human design chart. And your actual time of birth is used to calculate your personality chart. To the right of your body graph, you can see numbers in black next to symbols of the planets. These calculations describe characteristics attributed to your personality. These characteristics are ones that you will recognize as they are what you have conscious access to and therefore can relate to. Because you consciously identify with these characteristics, you think of your personality as representation of who you are. So then there's the design component, which is the red column in the human design chart. The design is calculated 88 degrees of the sun or approximately 89 days before the moment of birth, which is what you were saying. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Nature of unconscious and biogenetic inheritance. This calculation is based on the position of the sun approximately 88 days or 88 degrees prior to the moment of your birth. To the left of your body graph, you will see numbers in red next to the planetary glyphs. These calculations describe characteristics attributed to your body consciousness and show you the nature of your unconscious. Your body's intelligence lies below the level of your conscious awareness, and therefore, you do not necessarily have to have access to it, though it forms an equally important part of your identity. This intelligent, uh, the, <laughs> this intelligence expresses itself through certain characteristics, and other people can often see these characteristics much more clearly than you do because you're not consciously aware of them. That is freaking fascinating. It's very interesting, right? Dude, I would love to know what some of these But it's are. really cool because if you have this chart, it tells you. And you Yeah. <laughs> you can look it all up. And I feel like in doing that, it brings it to your awareness. Yes. Which can be potentially huge for somebody. I mean, if they're having issues and like they find something in their chart that's like oh my God, like yeah. this is what's been happening this whole time. Mm-hmm. They can then take steps to fix it. Yeah. I imagine that there's a lot of people that, or maybe a lot of people, I imagine there are people out there that have a lot of problems or issues identifying, like finding their own personal identity. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're in like your like teenage to like most like into your 20s I feel like that's when they kind of discover like what am I going to do with my life and where am I going to go from here because now I'm kind of entering into this stage of independence and adulthood where I want to start doing what I want to do for my life and what's going to make me happy and it's like I feel like this would be an amazing tool for people in that yeah yeah like okay so I think, you know, like I, I do well with, you know, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. So I need to follow this route of employment or whatever, you know, expressing myself or I want to get deeply into science or that sort of thing. Like, yep. I feel like this would be extraordinary. 
Yeah. And I feel like people probably, well, I mean, at that age, it's probably hard, especially because the whole conditioning thing, yes. especially at that age yeah. is hard. But I mean, I feel like everybody has intuition mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that somewhere deep down, you kind of know. Yeah. But it's hard to accept it. Yes. Because, like you said, because right. of the conditioning. But if you have something that's like, look at this. Yeah. Like, these are your gifts. This is where you'll exceed. I feel like that would make it a lot easier to be like, yes, this is true. Yeah. Let me do this. And then if it feels good. Yeah. Boom. Confirmation. Exactly. At least let me try and see what this yields. Right. Because it could be potentially incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do it. All right. So let's look at definition versus open. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Yes, that's right. We did. Definition is the fixed and reliable. That is is what it is. That can't change. And the openness is the receptive and the conditioning, like you were saying. And then there's the process of getting out of the conditioning or deconditioning, deconditioning, which I still haven't figured out. Why is it seven years? I don't know why it's seven years. Like what? Why not two? I don't know. <laughs> and I did come across, I, I'll pull up I, a... I mean, I, I haven't come across that exact seven year thing, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine that it's exactly seven years. I mean, nothing is ever... Right? Like, well, absolute, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, like for everybody. Like, I'm sure that some people won't take nearly as long as others. I did actually pull up an article about this because I had no idea. And thankfully, Heather knows a lot about this, but I figured, you know, I would pull this up and bring it up because why not? Yeah, why not? So this is um, humandesignforsuccess.com forward slash, forward slash accelerate deconditioning in 2014. And this was written by, what's your name? Evelyn Levinson. Hello, Evelyn Levinson. Thank you for writing this article. So she talks about what is conditioning. And we kind of went over that a little bit. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Conditioning is an outside influence, which is very often not in alignment with our, our personal internal truth and energy configuration. Our conditioning distracts us from being true to ourselves and to what is inherently correct for us. So then let's talk about what is deconditioning. Deconditioning is the process of stepping into your own power and living your life according to what is specifically correct for you rather than being influenced by and trying to fulfill the expectations of others. Some of us stumble into an experience of this form time to time, but learning about your human design sets your deconditioning process in motion in a tangible way. First, you learn the decision-making strategy specifically correct for your energy, which allows you to take action in alignment with your authentic self. Secondly, where you have open or white shapes and bars on your human design chart is where you are most easily conditioned. So like what you were saying, Heather, when you know what your specific openness means, best done through a private reading, though you can learn some from books and courses, like Jovian Archive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can consciously choose to not be swayed by those influences and to use your correct decision-making strategy instead. It takes time to shift the conditioned behavior patterns of a lifetime. Well, that makes sense with pretty much everything. You know, if you know that you overeat, you probably want to try and maintain like a consciousness of like, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to eat until I feel full and then I'm going to be done. Or like, you know, I tell my friend Darren all the time because, you know, he's he'll go on a diet and then he'll go off his diet and then he'll eat like eight things of sushi. And I'm like, Darren, eat half and then (laughs) (laughs) and wait a minute because you're going to because inevitably it's so funny. Inevitably, he'll eat all the sushi. And then at the end of the night, he's like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. I love you, brother. <laughs> but that happens with so, so many. It happens with everybody. It really you does. Know, with the things that are right, really deeply ingrained, like you try to teach yourself the lesson, but it's like if you go off track, then it's like you inevitably fall back yes. into these old patterns because mm-hmm. you haven't deconditioned yourself. Yes. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. And that's actually one thing that I've been working on for a very long time is just, I, you know what I, I always am curious about, and I have to do some past life regression work on this, is where the overeating came from. I don't know. Well, and and you recently did one that I thought was really interesting. And I thought, I, I, I think I probably have a similar thing. I'm wondering if maybe I've had quite a few lifetimes where I was starving. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe that is manifesting itself in this lifetime. When I have food, I'm like, oh, this is going down. Right, because you have this. I'm not wasting it. Internalized memory of not having enough. Right. And like... A, or not being able to have access to And your to body's enough. wanting it to stick to you. Yeah. And I'm like, I have, I am in a state of abundance and I do not need to eat all this stuff. No. Oh. Loop trail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time to shift the conditioned behavior patterns of a lifetime. Human design teaches that it takes, takes about seven years to complete the transition and fully live from who you truly are. A result well worth the time. Plus, you experience improvements in your life all along the way during this process. So I'm guessing the seven years is an average. I th- yeah, it's I just think like you're a right. General, because it can't be like, you must go seven years. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's, and that's it. That's it. That's all no you get. No more, no less. <laughs> well, and she talks about how to accelerate your own deconditioning. And she says, well, you can't actually shortcut the seven-year full deconditioning process, you can accelerate some of the benefits of this process and ensure a smoother and more enjoyable transition. The simplest way to do this is to consciously and consistently apply the decision-making and action-taking strategy that is correct for you. So get your human design chart, which is going to the Jovian Archive for free Mm -hmm. and getting your chart, and learn all you can about your type and your strategy, which is what we're going to go into next is the type and strategy. Then practice, practice, practice. It may it may not be easy at first. That's okay. Keep working with it. Keep observing what happens and keep honing your awareness. For most people, it actually feels like a tremendous relief and feels fundamentally correct. You'll finally be in true alignment with yourself and on your way to fully living your authentic life. Uh, I like this little postscript she puts. Postscript. It may seem selfish at first to do what is correct for you, but it actually isn't. The best you can do for those around you is to be in true alignment with yourself. You'll have far more to give than when you're out of alignment. And you'll be setting a great example of being authentic and fully expressing the best of you. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. Okay, so that was a nice little 
side note thing because yeah. I, I really wanted to understand that whole deconditioning process. So there really isn't any shortcuts with the seven year bit, but at least you can accelerate it by focusing and really honing in on some of it. Well, I mean, that's like with anything. Right. I mean, if you're really focusing on something for a good long amount of time, you're going to see more benefits faster. Right. Sort of like exercise. Mm-hmm. If you do it more regularly, Boom. you're going to you know, you'll get strong and you'll get more fit faster. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the nine centers. Yep. We talked about the open open centers and oh, we actually didn't talk about those specific nine centers and their not self themes. Mm-hmm. We talked about their defined themes, yeah, but not their their open centers or the not self themes. So the top, which is the inspiration, which I think I have in my chart. Mine is mine. I have a lot of white in my chart. I think the head and my uh, Anjna or Anja. Anja, and then my solar, sacral, and root are all white. I mean, I'm so influenced. You're influenced. I'm very influenced. Okay, so anyway, the head, not self theme. Thinking about things that don't matter. The Anja is pretending to be certain. The throat, trying to attract attention. The G center, fixated on finding love and direction. The heart, do I think I have something to prove? The spleen, holding on to what isn't good for you. Solar plexus, avoiding confrontation and truth. Sacral, not knowing when enough is enough. And root, always in a hurry to be free of the pressure. Wow. That's a whole lot of truth for me. Yeah, I'm gonna tell me you too. That right now, because I'm looking at my chart right now, and all of my undefined centers, I'm like, yup, yup, <laughs> and correct. <laughs> okay, so then they go over conditioning, which we just did. So let's talk about no. Let's no. not talk about the channels. Yet. Okay, we're not talking about that the channels. That is way too deep. Okay, let's, okay, <laughs> let's go over type. <laughs> type. Yes, types. Let's do type. Where is it on their little thing? Where is it on the thing? The four types. Yes. Okay. Boom. So I, I have a little blurb, and I I actually have a have like an actual um, chart that I purchased. Um, from oh, this, talk about them from this website called um, Day Luna Life. Um, D a y l u n a l i f e dot com, and there are these girls that you know have this whole um, website where they'll give you your chart. They'll. Uh, you know, provide like an explanation for each of the things. I mean, it's a very like um general, like not general, it's specific to your chart, but it's a, like a brief explanation for each of the things. Um, and then um, you can get uh, like a, a box with it. You can buy just the chart, but you can also buy a box that mm-hmm. comes with um, things that will help support you. So like I got um, chakra crystals and a essential oil, and I got this awesome kimono. Dude, it was really cool. Dude, your Anyways, box is amazing. It was really that cool sounds box. really sexual. I did not that <laughs> box. <laughs> oh my gosh, the box that you got, yeah, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually thoroughly jealous when you showed me pictures yeah. of that box. I was like, dude. It was really cool. And how much was it? It was like it was like a hundred bucks, hundred and eight or that something like that. Kimono was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, by the kimono itself. is awesome. I wear it almost every night, and it's just like the little note that comes with it. They're they're like, you know, when you wear this, envision yourself being wrapped in love and a hugging, a loving embrace. And I'm just like, I put it on, and I'm like, oh, loving embrace. 
That's, that's how I feel. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's really that. soft. I want that in my life. So anyway. <laughs> so Day Luna. What's Day Luna Life. Day Luna, Day Luna Life. Um, they also have a, a podcast, too, um, oh, yes. that just talks only. Their entire podcast is only about human design. So if oh. you are interested in this, I highly recommend going to their podcast. Um, podcast. Yeah. And I think it's just... Is it just the human design or is it Day Luna podcast? Let me look it up. Yeah. So it's Day Luna human design podcast. Bangarang. Yep. Okay. So there we go. So type. Um, In human design, every person falls into a category of one of five types with their own unique combination of strategy, authority, profile, and definition. Your type defines how your energy operates and your energetic presence in the world. I love that. Yes. So the four types. Well, there's actually five, but there's, there's, um, oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's five and it, one of them's manifestors, which is no generators. Generators are the most common. Are the most common. Yeah. So manifestors, generators, including manifesting generators, yeah. which combo. I think combo, <laughs> which is funny because I listened to that podcast by Aaliyah Lovely mm-hmm. and she's a manifesting generator. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, projectors and reflectors. And reflectors are the ones that's like the 1%. Yes, because reflectors are the least common because it means that they are com- they're, all of their centers are undefined. Whoa. So they can be influenced. They are influenced by everything. They don't produce their own energy. So they take in whatever's around them and become that. What? So they're reflecting their environment back. Oh my god! It's like the antithesis of a Hayoka empath, because mm-hmm. a Hayoka reflects all. Like they sh- they they show you your energy or what mm-hmm. was happening, yep. and then this person just becomes it. Right. That's bananas. Right. But they can also let it go. Oh, that's true. That's right. Hopefully, they can let it go. They they morph to whatever they're around. Okay. So it's like as their as their um, surroundings change, their energy changes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so let's talk about the most common. So that's generators. So 70% of the population are generators. Uh, its strategy is to respond. It, a generator's aura is open and enveloping. 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 <laughs> its signature is satisfaction, and the not-self theme is frustration. Does that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Generators are the dominant type on the planet with nearly 70% of the population. They are the driving life force of the planet. Their strategy is to respond and through response to find satisfaction and avoid frustration. They have an open and enveloping aura and need to learn about themselves. And Heather, you I am a are generator. a generator. That is true. So you generate, you generate energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a lot of defined centers. I only have three undefined centers. Do you care to talk about those, or you're like, mm-hmm. well, I have everything is defined except for my head, um, my uh, solar plexus, and my root. Okay, that makes sense because we've talked about that, mm-hmm. and those are the areas that you're like unate. Not so much your crown, though. I haven't had no, heard that crown. much. It's just the root and the is that solar plexus? Solar plexus. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so that is the brief introduction to generators. Next is projectors. And projectors are 20% of the population. 
their strategy is wait for the invitation. Their aura is focused and absorbing. Their signature is success. And the not self theme is bitterness. So projectors are around 20% of the population. Their strategy is to wait for the invitation to find success and avoid bitterness. They have a focused and absorbing aura and need to learn about and understand the other. The way that I kind of um, interpret projectors is these are the people that are meant to like disseminate information. They're meant to like be like the teachers of the world. But um, in order for them to be effective, they have to learn to wait for somebody who is ready to accept the information. So that's their wait for their invitation. Because if they're trying to teach somebody that's not ready for it or not willing to listen, then they're going to be bitter because they weren't able to have that success. Yep, that makes sense. In their teaching endeavor. That makes a lot of sense. I bet there's a lot of people who are projectors that are listening to this going, light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's it for all of these things, but that's, that's fascinating. And manifestors, that's the next one. And that is you, Lorelai. That is me talking in the third person yet again. <laughs> so manifestors are about 9% of the population. Strategy is to inform. Their aura is closed and repelling. Ooh, It sounds really bad, but I feel like it's not meant to be a bad. Yeah, it's not it like It just I'm means that like, no, it's not that it, you're repulsive. It just means that you, you manifest energy. You, I'm outward. Yeah, you're outward and you're not going to take in quite as much, I feel. That like that's sense. that makes more sense to me, right? Yeah. That because makes sense. it's it's closed and repelling. So like your aura is like keep, like forming a bubble around you mm. and it's not does that make sense? Yes. Okay. It's like a it's like a <laughs> I think a good thing would be protective. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like repelling even though that's an appropriate word. I think a lot of people look at that and think, "Oh, I'm not repelling." Right. Right. <laughs> but we get it. Now we get it. Way to go. (laughs) The signature for manifestors generally is peace and the not self theme is anger. So mine, we were talking about this before we started recording. So my particular one is to inform, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, no, that's the same thing. The strategy is the same. Okay. Manifestors are about 9% of the population. Their strategy is to inform before they act to find peace and to avoid anger. They have a closed and repelling aura and are here to understand their impact on others. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty dead on. Well, the difference between projectors and manifestors are manifestors make things happen. Yeah. Manifestors are the ones that are making things happen, but the projectors are the ones that are like disseminating the information. Mm. Like they're not necessarily like creating or manifesting change they're just projecting it Hmm. to the world yeah so they're like the the megaphones yeah yeah the manifestors are like making it happen the projectors are projecting it out to everybody else so we're the speech makers Uh and then the projectors are speaking out this the speech that we wrote we're the writers (laughs) we're the writers (laughs) well that's true that's true that is very Mm -hmm. true okay all right, and then finally we have, well, not quite finally, but, you know, because then there's the manifesting generators yeah, also, which is their own. Yeah, we don't have a blurb on that one. No. 
So the last blurb <laughs> that we have the access to is the reflectors, which is the small bit of the population, 1% of the population. And their strategy is wait a lunar cycle. Oh, yes. And then do you, do you know what that means? Yes. So um, basically when you're making a decision about something, if you're a reflector, if you, what you need to do is wait an entire lunar cycle. So like if it's the new moon when you're um, in a situation where you need to make a decision about something, you need to wait until the next new moon. Before you actually make a decision, you need to, because, and it makes sense because they're completely open, right? Right. They're taking on everybody else's energy. They need a solid month to come to themselves to really figure out what their decision is going to be, right? Wow. Because they're constantly taking on everybody else's energy. So they have to figure out what is self. They need to really (laughs) think about what is going to be right for them. Wow. Before making a decision. That is, that's intense. I mean, it's, and it's smart to wait that, let me just to sort it out, you know? So their aura is resistant and sampling. Their signature is surprise and their not self theme is disappointment. So reflectors are without definition and are just over 1% of the population. Their strategy is to wait a full cycle of the moon before making decisions to find clarity, leading to a life of more surprise and less disappointment. They have a resistant and sampling aura and are learning to reflect rather than identify. So what does it mean by the whole, I guess surprise is just like, you know, you're just this is like something new and exciting or what it, I, don't, I guess I don't, I don't really know what that means like what do, what do they mean by surprise I mean I get the disappointment because I mean everybody gets that well I mean hold on go up really quick so I mean the signature oh okay the signature surprise I don't know I don't know either. (laughs) I don't get it. We'll have to read a little bit more in it. So anyway, uh, I get the sampling aura, though. Yeah, Because they're totally open. They're probably like, ooh, let's try you. Let's try you. And how about you? Yeah. (laughs) They're just sampling. Maybe when they get it right, they're like, ooh. (laughs) This is a nice surprise. It's like wine and cheese. (laughs) Works out so good. Like beer and chips. <laughs> Sorry. Beer and pizza. Yes. Beer there and go. pizza. Margarita and chips. Margarita and you got the right chips idea. Chips and guac, man. Yes. Mm. You generator, you. You're so good. Oh, chips and guacamole sounds so good. Anyway, inner and outer authority. To truly begin your human design experiment, you will need to know your authority. Combined with your type, this becomes your strategy and authority, the bedrock of personal development through human design, and ultimately the only information you will need to make correct decisions in your life. Authority is a tool for you to know if something is right for you or not. Separated into two kinds of authority, inner and outer, below are overviews of each, and we're gonna go over what's below. So the inner authority. The inner intelligence that enables us to know whether a decision is correct for us or not is called inner authority. It is as though each of our bodies possess an inner compass or device that reveals whether something is a healthy and fulfilling use of our energy or not. Our inner authority is a body-based knowing that precedes the cognition of the mind and thus accessing it requires us to become more embodied and to listen better to our bodies. 
So the inner authority, they put, looks like they put percentages of, I guess, what is more prevalent. And it looks like the solar plexus is the highest percentage at 47%. Mm-hmm. And then sacral is 35%. The splenic is 11%. Then the ego and self is 4%. And the mental projector and reflector is 3%. Well, okay. So the three major inner authorities are the splenic, solar plexus, and sacral. Right. Um, And then the minor inner authorities are are the G-center and the heart center, which are ego and self. Right. Um, But they're minor authorities. Okay. And then no authority would be the projectors and the reflectors. They don't have an authority. And that would be the mental. So like the two, the throat and the... Crap, third eye or Anja. Anja. So Anja is third eye. Yeah. Okay. That would relate to there. Perfect. Okay. As we do so, we move into a state where we more often experience the signature that results from the correct use of our energy, be it satisfaction, success, peace, or surprise. The outer authority. What we call outer authority human design is the ability to provide your authentic perspective. This perspective is derived from your particular design as an expression of your uniqueness. So Ra Uruhu says, the true and proper realm of mind, when liberated from making decisions, outer authority becomes a source of knowledge for others. We as nine-centered human beings are designed to commune with others and share our unique perspectives about life, truth, and everything in between. We can be of the highest possible service to others when we communicate our insight, ideas, and opinions at the right moment. It may be in response or when invited to share. Using your mind in this way, it becomes a resource for others. Okay, so moving on to... Well, I, just like as an example of that, I'd like oh, yes. to share about. So I'm a sacral authority. Mm-hmm. And so what they say about sacral authority is that you need to respond to questions or like, you know, when things happen, where situations come up, you need to respond to them audibly in the moment in order to make decisions correctly. And if you audibly respond with an aha, uh-huh, which would mean or like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Oh, or whatever, huh. so, aha, uh-huh. or something that sounds positive like that, that would be, yes, do that thing. Answer yes to that question. Or if you're just like, uh-uh, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Nah. If, it, if it's negative, then it's a no. Um, when asked a yes or no question, you will have an answer that you can trust. Mm. Um, if you respond with a hmm, that means that you need more time or you need to be asked in a different manner. And this is always a reliable way for you to make decisions that are energetically correct for you. This is a great authority to have because you can make all decisions, big and small, in the present moment. And the more that you trust yourself and build a familiar relationship with your body's responses, the more magnetic and powerful you will become. So that's just an example of one. And it's actually pretty good because it's the second most common authority right right so there's gonna be a lot so of people lot that have people that exact. have that authority that's awesome yeah it's good to have so somebody who has a mind. the the goal is when you are put you know put in a situation where like you're trying to figure something out mm-hmm. um you have to in that moment let your body 
listen to your body and let it respond audibly so you can hear what your body is telling you. That is fascinating. And I've been really trying to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You've been trying to follow those instructions. It makes a difference though because when, like, it's not always what you think. And then if you follow it, you are much better. Like, it's much more satisfying. But you'll know for a fact if you didn't listen to your body because you will experience your not self theme. Oh. And you know what mine is? What's yours? Frustration. (laughs) No kidding. I've I get, seen it. I get frustrated a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I so, get I get angry a lot. That's yeah. It. So yeah. it's like it's really interesting because it's like I've definitely noticed that when I let when I remember to do this, I don't get frustrated as well or as much. Oh, that is fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to get one of those books. <laughs> I need to get me a book. I hope you guys are thinking the same thing. I need to get one of those books. Right. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like the definition types, that's going to be... It's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. No. And maybe maybe not the profile anger incarnation cross and the variable. I feel like if you want to look that deep into it, which I highly suggest you do because it is really fascinating, but on, on this medium of communication it might be a little bit daunting so yeah, it is maybe it's a lot of information it's a lot of information and, and this honestly is where it begins to get more personalized yes to you like a lot of the things that we've been discussing so far are very general and you know obviously everybody's different right but as you get deeper and deeper into human design that's where it becomes you get to see how everybody has a different chart. Right. Because it gets very specific in everything. Right. So. So you have all these very, very fine-tuned details that are very specific to you. But then you have the more broader ones, right? Which is what we talked about. Mm -hmm. The different types, you know, the different areas, you know, the different authorities and that sort of thing. But then we go into the profiles and angles, and the incarnation cross and the variables and it gets very very deep and so like i said you look up your graph and you get a little cross-eyed because you're just like whoa i will just go i'm kind of like give you an idea of what it is like the um the the type of definition you have is just the way that the energy moves through your body mm. so that's in every you know there's different types of definition there's split triple split quadruple split no definition and single split i believe yes the single single yeah so and that's just like the way the different ways that the energy is moving through your body right that's all that is um the incarnation cross is actually supposed to be you so you take that incarnation cross and then you look at the north and south nodes on your um on your design personality, the the red and the black column. Oh, yeah. Um, and you combine all of that information together to get your life's purpose. Oh, did you guys hear that? Combine those columns together? No, you no. combine the north and south node okay. from both of those columns. Yes. And then you combine it with the, re- the incarnation cross 
And that's what gives you your life's purpose. I think we've gotten a lot of people's interest peaked. <laughs> What's my life's purpose? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. What's it, can, can we know what your life's purpose is? Um, I don't have it written down. Oh, you don't? <sighs> it's somewhere. I'll look it up. My, my life's purpose is to have an amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are eye-rolling me right now. <laughs> Whatever, Lorelai. Whatever, Lorelai. Big dork. It's okay. I embrace my weirdness. I get it. Okay, so a couple of questions that maybe we can answer here. I actually brought this up on human design, human.design forward slash about and us and forward slash FAQs because I wanted to know some frequently asked questions about this, which I'm sure people are probably asking. What are the benefits of human design? And they actually have bullet points of what the benefits are. Human designs awaken, awakens us to our true self. It explains how we are designed and who we are as a unique differentiated beings. It shows us our specific role within the totality. I think that's like really freaking interesting. Yeah, your life's purpose. Right? Your life's purpose. Thanks. It gives clear guidelines of how to allow our life purpose to flow through us. It tells us how to make correct decisions that point us in the correct direction of our life purpose. It demonstrates how, when we operate correctly, it changes the frequency of our life and how our cognition works greater than properly. Is that what that means? Properly? Is that they, are they meaning greater than, the greater than symbol properly? I don't, I don't know. That's kind of weird how they worded I that. I think it's just how our cognition works properly. Just works properly. <laughs> okay. It maps out the conditioned mind and reveals how we can change our conditioning. Yeah. The next question is, how is human design different from astrology? Which I think is a really great question, right? Because it incorporates astrology, astrology in addition to like a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. things, right? Yep. Human design uses astrology to pinpoint the moments of imprinting that con- ooh, concretizes. <laughs> Is that even a word? I guess so. I mean, I'm sure it means like makes, makes more concrete. concrete. Yeah. yeah. But concretizes. concretizes. Okay. There's probably some people that have a better vocabulary than us. <laughs> also eye rolling us. Concretizing <laughs> our specific design. Human design uses two moments in time to create the human design chart. Human design includes the earth as an important planet that affects our life. Human design is entirely separate from astrology. Even the planetary influence interpretations differ in many ways. Human design is a synthesis that includes some astrological references along with quantum physics, biochemistry, genetics, the Hindu chakra system, Judaic Kabbalah, and the Chinese I Ching. Do the gates in the centers ever change position in the chart? Simple answer, no. No. The gates related to the hexagrams always remain in their same place in the chart. Can we ever speed up the initial seven-year deconditioning time? This is where I kind of had the head tilt and looked up the other, you know, other stuff. Other stuff, because I wasn't. I was like, "What the? What does that even mean? What's the seven-year deconditioning? What does that mean?" The answer to that is no. Many have tried most by researching vast amounts of human design information, but knowledge is not power. The not self takes this to de- decondition long due to the biological cycle related to the replacement of cells within the body. However, there. Oh, that's what it is. Can you? Can you? Well, it like it takes that long for your body to like regenerate, right? Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, okay. All that... of the cells in your body to regenerate. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. So, yeah, it takes seven years for your body to completely regenerate their cells. Okay. I just so if you're new. consistently doing this for the seven years, when and then, then you will be rid of that. Oh. Because none of the cells will have memory of it, right? Yes. Oh, my God. That's fascinating. Science is amazing. (laughs) Sorry. However, there is a significant shift after three and a half years. Think of conditioning as a chronic mental and physical disease. It's taken as long as you have been alive to create the confusion, disempowerment, and incorrectly aligned body, usually based on incorrect digestion and wrong environment. To untangle all that simply takes time. Happily, it is possible by following the human design guidelines. Human design is commonly seen as just another system of information. It is far more than this. In living one's design, the life changes slowly, slowly, until one operates beneath the mind. Decisions are taken accordingly to strategy and authority, and we become more aligned to our own internal frequency. Once this is experienced, a little at a time, The mind's desire to speed up the process lessens and the subtle changes are witnessed without the desire to speed through some speed through to some imagined super state. Can we ever add or remove gates from our chart? No, there's no way to supplement or add gates via amino acid concentrations. For instance, after being in the process for a while, it is often the case that you come to accept every part of your chart and would not wish to change a single gate line or color we are what we are and there is a perfect or there is a perfection that is breathtaking in living one's design as it is i think that's really important for people to hear i agree does human design lead us to enlightenment okay there have been many enlightened people on the planet however there is a difference between enlightenment and being awake enlightened masters speak from their design. I think that's really important with this too. You're enlightened when you're utilizing your own design. It does not mean that they know who you are. Very often they assume that their that their way can be applied to everyone else. This is not the case. For instance, Eckhart Tolle speaks of being in the now as a way to become enlightened. This will not be of any use to those who have a defined solar plexus and who experience life through the filter of emotional waves. Human design can lead you to awaken to your own specific differentiated being. Each one of us is designed to see only what we can see. In operating according to your own strategy and authority, there is nothing and no one that can be a higher authority to you. Yes, There are forces that are more powerful than us, but the ultimate decision-making comes from within each one of us. Giving up our own authority in favor of something outside of ourselves is a deep sickness in humanity. Oof, that's a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that again. Giving up our own authority in favor of something outside of ourselves is a deep sickness in humanity. Yep. Human design can lead you to awaken to yourself, after which many so-called spiritual truths become irrelevant. They are known by direct experience. If they are true and the immense propaganda that surrounds spiritual growth can be seen to be simply another form of false conditioning that robs us of the opportunity to live our lives as ourself. Okay. Yeah. 
So that, I think that pretty much covers Well, there was it, one more thing that I wanted to just... Oh, go! Um, Do it! Well, because we kind of talked about it, and I don't think, like, in these questions, we kind of talked about the gates and channels. Yeah. And I don't think we really addressed what they were. So, no. if you look at the chart, mm-hmm. you'll see all of these... You'll see all of the nine centers, mm-hmm. and then you see all of these lines that are connecting all of the centers, and some of them are, are white... And some of them are black and some of them are red. And some of them are half black and half red. And some of them are, like, striped. Ugh. And so <laughs> it's, it gets really deep. So I just want to, like, kind of touch on what they mean. Yes, please. And each line means something different. And basically it's a different trait or gift that you may or may not have. If you're If the line is white, then you don't inherently possess that particular gate. Hmm. Um, so if it's, if the line is half colored in, then it's called a gate. Okay. If it's connecting two centers, it's fully colored in connecting two different, um, chakra centers, then it's a channel. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and the, each of the gates means something and the channels independently mean something as well. Okay. Um, and so if you have a red channel, then that is a gift that you subconsciously possess oh. because it relates to your, the red, the red graph, the design graph, the subconscious side. Got it. If it's black, then it is a trait that an energetic gift that you consciously have, that you're aware of, that you know how to utilize consciously. And it relates to your personality. So what if you have a half white, half black gate? So you have, so, okay. So there's all these little, on on all of the um, chakra centers, Uh there's numbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, The number that the line is connected to that's colored in. Yeah. That's the number of the gate that you have. So you can look up that number. To get a definition of what that gate means. Oh, and that's where it gets really. That's where it gets. Yeah, because there's, a, I mean, all of these little numbers are different gates. And then the channels, the way you look up the channels is you look up both of the numbers that, that are, are connected. connected to the line. The, yeah. And, and they're, yeah. So the, it's so the like centers. you could look up channel 48 to 62. Okay. That's how you would look it up. And you'd find out what that channel means to you. What trait that is. What energetic gift that is. Dude. Um, If the line is striped black and red, that means that it's both conscious and subconscious. Whoa. So you have one of those, and that's a gate because it's half of that stripey pattern and then half white. Correct. Dude. So it's just the gate, not the whole channel. Wow. I hope you guys so, get some of this. This yeah. is amazing. And I'm not going to go into what all the channels and gates mean because that would just be... That would make what? for a very that, long podcast. That would be a long <laughs> podcast just if we were only talking about that. Yeah. But now that you kind of have like an idea of what that is and what that means, yeah, you can go into your chart and, you know, say, oh, I have gate 44 i'm gonna look up gate 44 human design and just google it and you'll be able to find out what that is oh my god that's so. and then just know that if it's black it's a sub it's a conscious trait if it's red it's a subconscious subconscious trait and if it's striped 
then it's both. both. And then if it's white, you don't have that one. Don't have it. Don't have it. Doesn't. You don't need to look up the white. I mean, you can look up the white ones just so you know what all they are. But Is that- if it's white, you don't have that particular energetic trait. However, just like the centers, I believe that you can take on other, like when you're uh, with somebody else that has that trait, you can adopt it. But mm-hmm. it's not yours. It's to not keep. yours to keep. See, I would. That was my next question. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is that like a impressionable thing? Mm-hmm. Like, are you? Can so you adopt the, it? the cool thing is that, like, so say you have one half of a half of a gate. You have one channel, and then you're with somebody that has the opposite end of that channel. Together, you guys make that. You complete you make the a channel. Channel. Oh, that's freaking cool. Is that like a? Like, so I feel like. like a, when you're around people that you really kind of like click with, like you have a lot of those things that like complete each other. You like oh, complete each other in that way. Yes. That's why you feel like you click. Yeah, you're compatible. Right. I love that. Well, that is freaking rad. <laughs> so go get your chart. Go get your chart. And dive in and figure out how to live your life better. Yep. <laughs> Find out what your life's purpose is. Yeah, find out what your life's purpose is. Find out how to respond to situations in your life to let the energy flow. Yes, and the correct way. Stop resisting. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. This has got to be one of the cooler podcasts that we've done, (laughs) episodes. Well, I think that that pretty much covers it. And that's like in a nutshell for you guys, if you can believe it. Yeah, I know. This is this was long and um well, and that's it why was just scratching the surface. Just the surface. And you know, though and that there's a reason why those two girls have a whole podcast. A whole podcast. Yeah. I mean, those two women. I don't mean to downplay they're those two women. They have the the podcast mm-hmm. and the entire Day Luna. Yes. Thing. Their names are Dana and Shana and they're really fun to listen to. Yeah. They're cute girls. Women. Women. Why do we keep saying girls? I don't know. Maybe because we're both women and we just <laughs> interchange those all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that pretty much covers the very, very brief introduction of human design. So hopefully you guys got some. I definitely got a lot out of this because I didn't know a lot about all the things. So thank you very much for going over this with me because there's I do not think I would have been able to do this one (laughs) I know it's a lot it's a lot of information like we didn't even start we didn't even go over the astrological components we didn't go over the I Ching yeah like there's like there's so much more there's so much you have to start at the basics the basics yep so here we are with the basics just for you my beautiful listeners So anyway, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, everybody. And I hope you enjoy your week. And I look forward to talking to you again in a week. Until then, love and light to you all.
If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.